This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. <laughs> this it's shit is vibey, dog. That's definitely got thin line vibes. Woo, man. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 152 of This Weekend Culture. I'm your host, Ant Wood, aka Trinidad, and aka one half of the culture. And I got my brother with me, Jay. What up, though? What up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, one half of the culture, one half of everything. And this week in culture, we bring to you the Snowfall Review, episode four. God damn, that ended crazy. Huh. So, a lot to talk about, dog. Woo! Man. Uh, straight off the review, I mean, straight off the watch, we yeah. we wrapped this up, I don't know, four minutes ago? Yeah. Uh, these these is live reactions man, right how now, How you y'all. feeling about that, yep, man? That, you know what? About halfway through the episode, I was like, what's going to happen? Like, a lot of shit was going on. Yeah. But I was like, what's going to happen? I did not expect that ending, dog. And then when the ending happened, which we're going to get to in a moment, um, but when it happened, I called what was potentially going to be in next week's episode. I'm like, hmm. So, spoiler alert, uh, at the end, uh, a five-year-old girl gets killed and... If you're paying close attention, you can tell that she's the daughter of Scully's girlfriend. Whether that's Scully's daughter or not, you also know that that's Manboy's niece, no matter what. And I said in that scene, I'm like, yo, if that's her daughter, that's Manboy's niece. Now, Leon, who shot her, his crew shot her. No, no, if he shot her directly, but Leon might be having beef with Manboy and Scully. That ain't what he wants. That ain't what he wants. Shit is bad. We gonna get there, but goddamn, dog, that ended crazy. So, question is, yeah. if Man Boy and Scully got a common en- enemy, does the beef get squashed? If hey, I, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Hey, hmm. for the laws, I, I feel like, and you know, we've always sort of like sort of questioned it, like how was Man Boy's sister with Scully? And Scully saying we want to kill Man Boy, yeah, and and his sister's not objecting to it. Like, fam, that's your sister. But now, whatever love I might have thought didn't exist between Man Boy and sister clearly does. Because in that preview, he gives a fuck that his niece got killed. Like, I don't whatever the fuck my sister do with Scully, it is what it is. But that's my niece, dog. Woo, hey man, um, Leon fucked up. 
I mean, so listen. This is a fucked up question to ask. Yep, but we here. That's why we're here. We got to ask the fucked up questions. Should Leon should have killed the lady too? Yeah. He should have shot her in her fucking head and walked away. Yeah. You had done, hey, you killed a five-year-old. You didn't know. He didn't know who was in the car. You shot, they shot back. He didn't know who in relation that was though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Because in retrospect, if you would have killed the mom too, yeah, then no one pins this on Leon. Mm-mm. No, I've seen you now. In retrospect, y'all niggas is bloods. Maybe it was Leon. Maybe it was Manboy and them. Yeah. I don't fucking know. This could have been some crip shit and niggas not knowing that that was Manboy's sister in the backseat. Who knows? But you can't walk away from that scene leaving her alive and she knows who you are. Man. She knows 100% who you are. You cannot walk away from that and leave her alive looking at you. Ready to go back and tell Manboy and Scully, this nigga killed my daughter. Leon should have popped her in her head. Period. And that sounds really weird to say, but no, you have to kill the sister. On some battle shit. On some some, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to kill the sister. You can't leave a motherfucking witness, bro. Not that witness, nigga. I could see if she was like, say it was like a young boy in the back of the car. Now, also, uh, I've never killed a kid, so. Uh, Also uh, (laughs) that, yeah. And I don't know know how it feels when you. I I can imagine killing a kid might leave you traumatized and you like, yo, I'm not killing anyone else today because I just killed a kid. Yeah. So I have to walk away. I damn near, I, I, I won't again shoot at the kid I just killed and kill yeah. the kid's mom as she's grieving over the kid. Like, But I also feel like, again, man, this is war. Casualties. Why did them... Anyway, we'll get to that. Start to... Uh, so the episode started and ended lit. I'm going to just say that, man. The beginning of the episode, we see Leon and his crew. They going to get some food. They out grabbing some late night burgers. Typical nigga shit. Yo, late night. Let's go get some food. Pull up on the little little corner spot. How many times we seen this scene? In two movies that we've reviewed, we've seen this exact same scene. Minutes off top. Yeah, and Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood off top. Like, Don't go get burgers. Not when you beefing. If you beefing. <laughs> yo, DoorDash, nigga. Yo, is that where beef came from? Let me load that into the title clip. Come on, what's beef? Beef is when you need two gas to go to sleep. Man, beef is when you can't go to the corner to get some something to eat. (laughs) Pause. Beef is literally when I see you. Guaranteed to leave Wanda in in I see you. One more time, man. Rest in peace, Gary. Fucking vibes. rest in peace to Big. Big knew what was going on twenty years ago. Um, damn, that's crazy. The what's beef and the burgers, nigga. Like niggas out getting burgers in L.A. back during this time was getting you was gonna get shot at. Bro. Niggas gotta eat. Hey, it was literally the streets was hungry. Side note, that's uh-huh. a song by Lupe. Facts. Hey, hey, when niggas gotta eat. Go listen, that's niggas gotta eat. Greasy. Yep. Uh, burgers, nigga. Hey, Bert, love us, call them kings. Hey. Hate them, call them clowns. He was saying, um, "Fight me." That's the way it's going down. Leon and the squad, they out getting some late night burgers while they out there. They running. Was Wanda getting out the car with them, or was she just on the block? Uh, Wanda was on the block, walking, trying to sell a tooth to niggas. So, if you remember last week's episode, Wanda, in her realization that she was in fact a dope fiend and cracked out when she saw herself in the mirror. She also was going through some very uh, painful oral situations and ended up pulling her tooth out. Her tooth had rotted and gone bad. She pulled it out. So in the beginning of this episode, she on the block trying to sell her tooth. She said, hey, you got a, a silver filling in it. And then 
Niggas like get the fuck on. She yeah. talking shit. Crackhead ass. Um, Leon pulls up. Yeah, and he she walks up like yo, I got this tooth, nigga. Yo, that's actually wild. That's wild. Fam, sell me the cheeseburgers, nigga. Don't sell me the tooth, bro. And it was funny because I looked at Jay like, did she say she's selling the tooth, nigga? Like, I'm cool on it. But she trying to sell Leon the tooth. Leon, like, man, Wanda, go go ahead on somewhere, man. Like, be safe out here. Quit doing that bullshit. He trying Leon in love. Dog. Threw her some dollars. Threw her a couple bucks just to let her know, like, what them dollars at? Like, keep your fucking tooth, but take some money and don't smoke it all, nigga. Like, I love you. Don't smoke it all in one place. What if you fell in love with a crackhead? Nigga? What if you fell with a woman who turned into a crackhead? Yeah, because that's what happened. That's yeah. what happened with him and Franklin. Yeah. yeah, I fell in love with potential crackheads, dog. I guess we all got potential to be a crackhead. Well, in this because of Franklin and them niggas, mm-hmm. uh, it happened here often in the city. Yeah. Yeah. The woman that you love turned from prom queen to prom, prom fiend. fiend. Uh, that's a fact. So Leon throw a couple dollars. He going about his business. He go up there to get some burgers. He talking to Fat Boy. Like, yo, what you want to eat, nigga? What you ordering? Fat Boy tell him his order, nigga. But then in the cut, we see a little car. Scully and his crew, nigga, blood gang. They in the whip. They like, yo, is that Leon? Like, yeah, that's that nigga. They already in the whip. They loaded up. They hit a little Yui, spray the whole shit up, dog. Well, but Wanda peep game and see shit going down. She turns around and scream, Leon! Yo, Wanda through all her addiction, still love this nigga, dog. She still peep game. She and she peep. still got her eyes out here. Low key, Leon might need to put Wanda on payroll, dog. When she get out the fucking, uh, out the hospital, nigga, turn her into payroll. She payroll Giovanni, nigga. Payroll Wandavani, nigga. Get her right, dog. So she screams Leon, gets everybody's attention. Niggas look up and everybody start busting. Scully and his crew is doing the drive-by move. Leon and his crew busting back. Couple niggas got hit, but it wasn't no serious casualties in this scene. But it lets you know the tone of this episode. Uh, this shit opened up. Wow. Now I'm just realizing this shit started and ended with a little drive-by type situation, dog. What did you think was going down after this first scene, nigga? Like, where did you think the episode... And who did you think got hit? Because, like, as they were shooting, you saw niggas busting one way or the other, nigga. I didn't know if Fat Boy got hit. You could see Leon didn't get hit because he was still, like, I didn't like, think moving. nobody got hit. But in the end of it, when the bullets stopped, Wanda got hit. Looked bad. I, I will say, as they were, like, panning the camera up her body... I couldn't see where, like, it was coming from. So that made me think she either got shot in the head or it's some, like, invisible wound shit and she going to be all right. We just going to go to the hospital, dog. And Leon get into his crying bag. Yo, nigga, call the ambulance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call the ambulance. Keep your eyes open. All that shit. So I'm thinking, like, oh, shit. That means she not going to die. She going to go to the hospital. She going to get clean. That's yeah. what I'm thinking in my head. Yeah. Um, feel bad for Wanda, dog. Especially... I was thinking that way because last week she was kind of like, yo, what is we doing type shit? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God. And then this week she gets shot. And yeah. if she get clean, maybe she, she about to have that revelation. I maybe feel- her and her homegirl will both be clean. Wanda about one. Well, shit, this might have been the instance. I would have said before this episode, she was about one life risking type event away from. 
like wow. going to God, nigga. <laughs> like, yo, I got to give my life over to Christ because I'm pulling my rotten tooth out my mouth in the middle of a sentence, nigga. My damn tooth and just fell out. Now I'm getting fucking damn near killed. Like, nah, this ain't gonna work, fam. And I, I feel like this was the moment that she realized, mm, I might need to go back and relax a little bit, dog. Get back into a normal fucking life. So, huh, it's a hell of an opening. Hell of an opening, dog. Um, then after she gets shot, Leon go down to the hospital. They in the waiting room. They waiting to see what's going down. Wanda went into surgery. While they're in the waiting room, Franklin came into the hospital. I guess he heard about what was going down. No, Franklin had his girl crib. Oh yeah, smashing. he was. Yeah, he was smashing the new chick, the chick who came around, who he knew from back in the day. His who we, first smash. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. His cherry on yeah. her. Um, he and her, he in her apartment, they getting busy. She and then phone her phone rings and a and a voicemail. <laughs> yeah, the, the old answering machine. machine. Yeah, and um, here like it's a shooting, and then right after that, Franklin get a page, mm-hmm. and they both look like, oh shit. Yeah, because her voicemail, her homegirl was like, girl, you know they had a shooting down at the little such and such burger spot. Like my homegirl worked the the night shift. She said niggas was down there shooting, and then. They keep fucking, and two seconds later, Franklin Pager go off. So it's like, all right, something going down. Yeah. So then he go to the hospital. He go in there to talk to Leon. How you feel about Leon's attitude toward Franklin? Leon is a fucking petulant child. Um, he's always wrong. Yeah. He's never been right in any of these situations. Literally, from he's day one. Always incorrect. From when Leon came home from jail <laughs> till right now, nigga. When he was on the fucking... Uh, bust with the the boombox when we mm-hmm. first. He mm-hmm. might have been the first nigga we seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was always wrong, and but he does it with conviction. Yeah, and like you're not smart, you're not super street. Uh, like you always incorrect, and you you be mad at Franklin, and then Franklin ultimately always is right in y'all conversations. Um, I feel like Leon. You ever notice in like certain movies or really all movies and all shows when it's a dude who's like the muscle and they try to be more than the muscle because they want to prove I'm more than just muscle. They always fuck shit up. Nigga, be the muscle. Nigga, there's a a reason why it's called brain and brawn. You can be the brawn, dog. That don't mean you're useless, my nigga. That means you're the fucking brawn. Franklin is not the brawn, nigga. And if, if you put Leon out on the street versus Franklin, I guarantee, well, eh, I don't know. Franklin got more bodies than anybody. But these two niggas are night and day, man. No, I think uh, Lee, for, Lee, uh, Leon probably got more bodies. Oh, uh, well, shit. After that episode, he definitely do. Cause that nigga got 4-5 in the car right now. Putting in work trying to keep his day. T- yeah. What, what, that we've seen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But Franklin up there. Um, However... That it's the reason why Franklin, Franklin's sure. the brain. And it's the reason why Leon's the brawn. But Leon don't want to accept also, that. Also, nigga, I came out of here in respect for you, for your crackhead ex-girlfriend. I don't and got I'm the boss. Who paged him? I don't imagine that it was Leon who paged him because of how he approached Franklin when well, he got there. Somebody probably paged him because Leon and niggas got shot up and shot at and mm-hmm. they at the hospital. So they probably didn't have all the and no matter what y'all going through, that's still your man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, y'all yeah. niggas got shut up and y'all to, let me yeah. let me go show up. So Franklin pulled the fuck up. He got a security guard with him. Dude who been with him, a uh, dog from the wire. That's important now. Lerp. 
because of the conversation they have later. Like, yo, with the bloodshed and all that, like, it's important that we note that he's there. And he pulls up, he talks to Leon. Leon energy wasn't really wasn't really it from the rip. He like, Franklin, nigga, why the fuck you here? Nigga, I came to check on you, check on your girl. I heard shit got fun. I was Wanda. Yeah. I ain't no doctor. That was funny. That was funny. But bitch, do you know how she is though? Bitch, did, did I say how was surgery? Motherfucker, yeah, I said how nigga, was she now? I didn't ask you what kind of surgery she having, nigga. How the fuck is she? Is she alive or dead, bro? Let me know. Let me know. So Leon giving a nigga mad hostility, dog. And Franklin just like, look, bro. Scully after you. I need to take that nigga out. You need to take that nigga out. Let's work together. Leon go. Nigga, how'd that work out last time you tried to take Scully out? Like, God damn, bro. Do you want to fucking take this nigga out or not? Like, work with me, bro. I'm trying to offer you a better solution than you and your little crew of three running up on this nigga, bro. Like, work with me. Wouldn't it have been better that um, if Franklin would have just set up a meeting with Scully and killed them niggas himself? Yeah. Like, forget know. all this giant... Ambush and Man. all that shit. Fam, let's just set up something. And it's so it's kind of okay that you know it was me. Yeah. And here's the thing, bro. I don't care that you know it was me. Like, if you... Because here, here, here's what would have happened. Had Franklin just said, yo, Scully, I want to meet... The same way he met him when he gave him that gun, right? Yo, Scully, I want to pull up on you. Talk to you for a minute. Woo, woo, woo. Meet me down in my warehouse or whatever the fuck. Y'all come down here. He could have played it on some, I want to introduce you to a, a dealer. I want to introduce you to plug. Whatever the fuck. It didn't need to be, yo, I need 30 crips in this fucking uh, little thingy right now. Like, no, nigga, I don't need it to be a big-ass war zone. Because what it is, one, you partnering with a shady nigga. Man, boy, we know he looking for his opportunity. Like, for me, yeah. maybe I'm just this type of diabolical nigga. I'll just pay some nigga. I'll, I'll set up a meeting. Yep. I'll pay some niggas to dress up like cops and come raid the meeting, put you in cuffs, put y'all niggas in cars, and drive y'all off. Take y'all out and pop you. And murder you niggas. Easy. Hey, guess what? Could have just paid the regular cops. We ain't got to pay no niggas to play dress up. I literally know a cop who would do some dirty shit for some money. All Police officers, this is what I need y'all to do. I yep. need y'all to come here, arrest them, drop them off somewhere, and then leave. And what I'm going to do just to keep it a whole hundo on the streets, I'm going to be like, yo, them niggas set me up and told the cops where the drop was going to be or some shit. Yeah, and y'all, and they ain't been seen yet. They under witness protection. I don't know where them niggas went. Come on, man. Yeah, Franklin got to be smarter than that. But but that's just what, if you fuck with me, I'm going to have fake cops arrest you and I'm going to kill you. He told Leon, look, man, Scully after you, he after me. I don't know what the fuck going on, but we got to get together and figure this shit out. Leon said, no, nah, fuck you. I'm straight. I'm straight. I do this shit on my own. Nigga, I don't need your help. Leon, dog. It's only me so many times I'm going to let you disrespect me. And the guess first what? First couple, we on the strength of our relationship, yep. I'm going to let this I'm gonna slide. I'm going to let slide. But it's only so many times you can keep disrespecting me, my nigga. Motherfucking, what's the statement? Pride comes before the fall. Every time. Leon, you keep being so prideful that every time I extend my hand, you slap it away. Every time I try to reach out to you, try to connect with you, try to build on the brotherhood that me and you had prior to me getting shot. Why is Leon acting like Franklin getting shot was offensive to him? 
Nigga, we was rocking and rolling, and then I almost got killed, bro. There was nothing wrong with our relationship, and then I almost got killed. And now you mad? I don't understand. I get that you had to do what you had to do while I was in the hospital and while I was recouping, while I was recovering. That makes sense because you still got to make money. But, nigga, once I'm back on these streets, why we can't get back to what we was doing, dog? Like, you so pressed to be a fucking chief that you treat me like an Indian, nigga? Get out of here, bro. With no drugs to sell. Yeah, with no drugs to sell and a weird afro. He ain't going to line up on that bitch. That shit bother me, dog. Um... What you think they're trying to do with with this Paul Davis character, man? Because, so Franklin and his mom, after Leon told Franklin, nigga, fuck out of here, I don't need your help, nigga, we'll get Scully on our own. Franklin was like, all right, do you, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to go ahead and get back to my business. And from the business end, he trying to work with Paul Davis and figure out, well, at least his mom's trying to get him to figure out how to legitimize, right? So him and mom met with Paul Davis at the uh, at the country club. They sat down over lunch. They eating lobster and shit. They chilling. Paul Davis basically telling them, "Thank you for the for the bookstore. First of all, appreciate y'all getting me that. Now let's talk some other fucking business and some Get other it pretty opportunities smooth too. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know that's what we do. Do you think sissy in over her head a little bit? Yes. Yeah. I, I don't She's in over her head In dealing with people Yeah Now the actual um, Paperwork of like Hiding money and shit like that You know what you're doing Yeah she been doing it But you're not about this underworld And outsmarting niggas Shit she was getting ran By the fucking slumlord Literally it's not, you, 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 This Damn, is not you The nigga that was running you Is how you know how to do Half the shit you know how to do It was your day to day job Your nine to five But you also was getting played By that nigga um, I think she's in over her head. So the reason we always talk about like, yo, she was so against the street shit, whatever season. And then all of a sudden now she just like fully fucking dived into this shit. The reason I think she's in over her head, it ain't dealing with people. It's dealing with shady people. She don't know how to deal with shady people. And on the other side, she won't accept that her son is one of the shady people. Um, what's interesting or which I'm kind of glad that they did this week because it was kind of getting away from why Franklin started this drug shit in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was kind of brought up uh, at this meeting um, about him trying to get. Um, it was like on some racial injustice. We've been, always been poor and all this yep. shit that kind of brung out what I saw when they was at dinner or lunch or whatever. Yeah. Is Franklin peeping the scene. Mm hmm. He seen some two niggas on the other side of uh other other room that like, don't like why y'all here? Yeah. Y'all young y'all young as me and y'all dressed a little different way and y'all your mannerism different. Y'all not y'all not country club folk. They they clearly weren't members of the country club, but it's like, okay, if I can tell you aren't country club, I also know you aren't with me. Nine times out of ten, you with Paul Davis. Then a waiter comes up, young kid. He talking. He don't necessarily look like he. I mean, he could be help. Yeah, but then Paul slip him some money on the like. Yo, this nigga not clean. Paul Davis isn't who sissy thinks he is. And again, to the point we just made, she don't know how to deal with shady people. She don't know how to recognize shady people. She still think with all that Franklin does, he's good. She still thought like that her him. boss was a good nigga for a long time. She overconfident. Yeah. And think you got this under control. Yeah. 
And not only do you not have it under control, but like you actually in a pretty dangerous situation. Like you dealing with motherfuckers that are your husband you. pretty much told you 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 don't know what you're doing. I I'll do it. Like a lot of people who have been forced to be the head of their household, yeah, think they know what the fuck is going on, and you don't. So here's the thing: you look at Franklin. Franklin did a lot of dirt in these streets. He been out here doing what he do. Look at Franklin's dad, right, sissy's husband. He's been homeless. He done been addicted to shit. He done been out in these streets. He do what he do. Sissy ain't from that. Like, she don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're 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 in, what, South Central L.A., Manboy over in Compton, Scully over in Inglewood, but they in South Central. We're forgetting that Compton and South Central were suburbs for a very long time. And I know that gang shit started coming up late 60s, early 70s. This shit started growing, but like... Well, she's still from the hood because her brother from the hood. She, she from up. the hood, but she don't live like that. And when you think about... Well, I think... Well, it's not that... She don't live like that now. Because remember in the past episodes, she used to be around there smoking weed and doing... Yeah, hanging, yeah. And something and happened... Mean, where she was like, I'm not fucking with y'all no more. She was a panther. We know she had to rebel, or at least with a panther. We know she had that rebellious nature in her. Um, but it's she was living kind of clean and wanted to continue living clean. When Franklin first got in these streets, we thought she was going to disown the nigga. We ain't think she was ever going to be a part of this street life. Franklin do what he do. His dad do what he do. They both were sort of easily able to identify, yo, this Paul Davis nigga ain't what you think he is. You think you're pulling me away from the street to go out and make legit money. What we realize is that, nah, Paul Davis is a whole different type of street nigga. He he ghost. He the street nigga that you don't know is a street nigga until you find out he a street nigga. He's ghost. He James St. Patrick. He Paul Davis St. Patrick. And she don't realize that. And because she don't realize it, it's starting to fucking come out to everyone around her. And she's starting to look crazy. Like when his dad was talking to her, when the husband, uh, Calvin, was talking to her, he literally goes like, yo, nigga, that nigga's a snake. Like um, people like men like Paul Davis are a snake, bro. I don't know what you thought. And he, I'll just cut the head of the snake off and, other, and find another one. And I, and he like, fam, that's oh, not man. how this shit. Ever works. tell your girl not this not, not the current girl? Yeah, not shorty. Um, ever tell your girl some shit and she and she don't believe you, <laughs> and you be like, <laughs> oh well, shit. What well, that is, shorty? <laughs> not a. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I tried not to go down this route. I really did. No, no, no. But um, I've I've been in that situation before. Not like, necessarily. I know this. I know yeah. niggas. I know this. Yeah. Like, I know you think that it's because of your charm and your yeah. like. I know what time it is, and you don't. Sometimes when it come to to street shit, especially women, even women who might be from quote the hood, y'all don't live in the same. They might be a bit idealistic. In, in their thought process They might be a little They might romanticize A lot of this shit be, And I, I want to say I'll I, I position it this way Yeah uh, I grew up on Joy Road Facts um, As a black male in this environment And as an attractive woman In the environment Though we lived in the same neighborhood We have two different experiences 100% Your interactions with men Are because they want to be with you mm -hmm. um you don't see well you see a different ugly side of them the ugly side that you mm -hmm. see from them possibly is misogynistic and yeah. sexist yeah 
the other side that we see for men is violent, calculated and cold and brutal. Right. And sometimes you don't you don't understand that. So you think, oh, that's the nigga. He he'll he'll fuck around with hoes or he'll do this. Like, no, you don't know what type of nigga this is because I seen him get down. And not even like on some relationships, mm-hmm. you're like, yo, telling your little sister, your cousin, like, yeah. yo, stay away from these guys because I seen what they do. Or I've heard firsthand of what's going on. And you think shit's sweet. It's like that conversation about, uh, you know, going into the, the store, the gas station or something like that. Right. Women, when they go into the store, the gas station, and it's a group of men at the front door, they worried about, you know, potentially being sexually assaulted or verbally assaulted or just made to be uncomfortable yeah. in general um even if it doesn't reach the point of assault um and and not to minimize that because that's because that's, that's all bad too facts. and i i can imagine even if again even if it was just verbal and niggas talking shit it becomes frustrating yeah. like damn i can't move in a normal getting gas is normal because I mean that's a different trauma, right? So yeah. as we saying, like you may not understand that 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 physical violent mm-hmm. shit. We don't understand. No, be, not being able to no. walk into. The, I don't walk into the store and a group of women are at the front of the fucking door that I have to go through because it's the entrance and they start verbally fucking accosting. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen. So I don't relate and I don't understand or you know I'm not able to put myself in a woman's shoes in that situation. But on the flip side, when men are in that same situation at the gas station late night or at the store and it's a group of men up front and you gotta walk through them to go in the door, nigga, I'm worried about my life. Let the subject matter expert speak. Yeah. And here's the thing. They might try to talk to you. And I I know a couple months ago, it was a video of a woman in New York who they tried to talk to her and she wasn't giving them no run. And they ended up assaulting her. Saw that. Yeah. And that was that was really bad. And I hope them niggas got caught and they got their ass beat or at least arrested. Hopefully. All of that. All of that. But on the flip side. I've seen I've literally been there physically in person. I've seen it. Where, yo, a nigga walks through that situation and they not trying to holler at you and you don't give them no run and then oh, now it's beef. I got a video on my phone from the summertime that happened. Yeah. They tried to rob my nigga for his cardies. Yeah. And he had a, and he had a fist fight with him. His gun fell out. Yeah. And then he had to wrestle for his gun. Here's the thing, bro. I'm not a nigga who's so prideful. I'm not a Leon type nigga, right? I know where I'm at. I know what I'll be around. I know who I'll be around. And I know when to fucking keep shit safe, right? I like I, I know back in the day I used to be real like, nah, nigga, I ain't tucking no chain, I ain't pulling off my glasses, I ain't putting no nah, nigga, niggas want my shit, they're gonna have to take my shit. No. Now, me, I'm grown as fuck, nigga. I just saw you at seven eleven before we came into the podcast yeah. a few hours ago. When I pulled up at that seven eleven, as I walked into the store, this fucking big ass chain I got on with this dun- Went right in a t-shirt Cause I don't know who in this 7-Eleven nigga And I'm not playing games with niggas tonight at 7-Eleven Everybody in this bitch got mask on Nah Nah we not playing this game nigga Tuck that chain when I come out 7-Eleven I get back in my truck Untuck that chain nigga fuck out of here I'll find that video This is but, a um, video too So I don't, I don't bring that up to say that women aren't dealing with their own trauma I know y'all are When y'all go into groups of black men I know that that's a whole different scenario for y'all And it's it's anxiety inducing it's a whole bunch of it's stressful i get that but i'm telling y'all don't think that we just walk through that bitch cool that ain't how that happens either so if we tell y'all some shit about a nigga on some street shit 
trust that what we're thinking about is like maximum level violence. I tell you what. So when I was younger, uh, we hang with the older folks. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? We down at the down the street at the crib. And uh, we'll, it'll be niggas out there smoking, drinking. Nigga, I'm like middle school age. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But, like, these are niggas are grown or what seem like to be adults to me. Uh, yeah. And niggas will be deep on the porch and shit, and a nigga will walk down the street once. It's all right. Twice, it's like an eye. And the third time, like, this nigga walk down the street again and don't come over here and say something. We fucking him up. Yeah. Like, that's it. Nigga ain't did shit to nobody. Just can't walk down the street no Like more. we fucking them up You remember on uh, on Boys in the Hood Cause you just gave a real life account But nigga this shit been in fucking We talking about a TV show We talking about LA This shit's been right there You remember on Boys in the Hood Motherfucker Cube said Yo that nigga come up on the set Or no that was Monster that said that shit They was on the port Yo that nigga ride by the set one more time I'ma blast his ass Damn <laughs> That nigga just driving. I'm lost, nigga. <laughs> like, yo, we ain't I was, no GPS, nigga. We, I got a map in this motherfucker. Y'all was looking for 142. Yeah, I, I keep saying 145. Y'all know where 142 at? I got an atlas in this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I got a fucking globe in here trying like, to find. Nah, this was 9192. <laughs> Niggas ain't had a smartphone yet. I really don't know where the house is, bro. Like my bad. But back then, especially. When when the tensions were so high, when a motherfucker keep coming around, it's like, all right, man, this might be something for real. So what Franklin dad was trying to do when he was telling Sissy, like, yo, that nigga Paul Davis might not be who you think he is. That nigga said, I grew up with him in the jungle. Fam. But, I, I, he literally was telling her, I know him. Like, I know, like, the jungles, ain't that where, um... No, 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 that's the bottoms. I know, but the jungle is another place. That's where... Uh, where was um Denzel Training Day? Facts, facts. That's the jungle. Yep. That 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 it, it ain't the. That's a whole other place, right? So, yo, you can't come here. It's the same thing. Yeah, Black Peace Stone Bloods in the jungles of California emerged in 1969. Nigga just pulled it up. That was a real quick search. That was real quick. The jungle is a real thing. Yeah. The whole little bird band hand yeah. was like, yo, nigga, the jungle. That was real. That was real. You can't just walk through the jungle currently just because all wheeling in. Random. I get mad that they had Terry Crews doing that. Mm. This is back when we thought that nigga was cool. I never thought Terry Crews was Not cool. Not cool, but like. You know why I never thought he was cool? He wasn't annoying. Why? Because he was T-Money. Did you watch that fake ass uh, American Gladiator show? He used to come on Saturday yeah, nights at one man. o'clock in the morning. Yeah, he was from Inkster. Yeah, from on till I'm from Inkster, and he had a money chain on. Yeah, I remember T money. money. That's funny, though. Nah, my nigga, that's funny, and I ain't even shit was corny then. Bar. When it's I was a kid, that was corny. corny. I, I always let that nigga. That shit corny as fuck. T money. Oh man, anything money is whack. Facts. What's the nigga name? Only thing that's not quote unquote whack is G Money, but in real life it is. <laughs> what was G Money real name, dog? Hold up. It's like I looked that up now because that shit actually like blew my whole high when uh <laughs> that nigga name was We like, all we got. Hold up. We ain't got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> hold up. Oh, Look boy, me in my out. face. I ain't got no word. Ain't got nothing. That nigga G Money name was uh Gertrude. Giraffalo. <laughs> Gerald G Money Wells. <laughs> nigga. Your name Gerald. 
Like the only Gerald we acknowledge is Levert. Levert. And the world ain't been the same since Gerald Levert died. That's a fact, nigga. Rest in peace, Gerald Levert, man. Anyway. Shout out to June. When you see June in all caps, you know it's all facts. That's a quote from him. Facts. And when you see in the blue and the black, you know where the fuck you at. Shout and when y'all hear that can crack, you that means your man, man back. back. Hey, yo, who knew? Yo, man, night. We got four bars right there, <laughs> nigga. We need like one more. Tell TCE drop one yeah. real quick, nigga. As we I want get my brother shit. what I want for myself. <laughs> facts, <laughs> facts. It don't rhyme, but it's on time, nigga. We in there. All right, man. Um, Franklin tried to tell Sissy, yo, Paul Davis a snake. Sissy don't want to. Why Sissy don't listen? I, I need to talk about that because I feel like her her whole thing, and she had the argument with Franklin later in the episode, but she's like, Franklin, I'm trying to get you to get involved in legit business opportunities. Like when we started this, you said you'd be in the streets for a minute, and then that would be it. Now I'm trying to get you to leave the streets and be legit. Sissy, that's not what niggas is doing. And that's not also how it works. <laughs> like, I can't just be like, I right, we made enough money, I quit. Ain't no retirement plans in these streets, nigga. Though man boy would be happy to take the fuck over. But um Man Boy is at the door, nigga. <laughs> but in real life, I'm kind of working for the federal government and uh, on some covert shit. And if I disappear and like try not matter of fact, nigga, what do you know what he should do? Mm. He should just tell Teddy mm. um, and say, yo, I know you wasn't trying to get in this gang war shit, yeah. but niggas trying to kill me. Yeah. And if, and you, if they kill me, then that $8 million a week that you in profit you moving can't happen. So I know you got this war over there and all this shit. Yo, get these niggas out of here. Because here's the thing. Teddy, Teddy feels like. He's not dealing with no street level shit right now. I ain't fuck with no gang war shit. Da, da, da. But nigga, you are. You don't realize it because it's not in your face. But come he's, on, bro. He gonna he gonna ask he gonna ask slash tell uh, Franklin like you are you you're supplying both sides, nigga. You're nigga, supplying you're supplying both sides. I I sell them everything I get from you. You supply me. I'm not supplying anyone <laughs> until you supply me. What the fuck are we talking about, bro? Teddy, how you feeling about Teddy this season right now? We four episodes in. White supremacy. <laughs> yeah, white supremacy, <laughs> like supreme levels of you white supremacy. Like I, I'm, like I, he don't even recognize it. Like yeah, that's <laughs> white supremacy. He, he just he white manning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he white. He whiting. <laughs> one day I'm gonna go. I'm a white one day. You know what I'm saying? Let's see what that shit feel like. <laughs> what you what you what you, what you <laughs> got up next Thursday? Oh nigga, me and about to go whiting. Dog, <laughs> dog, dog. Between whiting on this episode and my nigga, uh, what was what was my dog name? Willie Chalmers criming on the last episode. Dog, we got some words. Criming and whiting. Criming and whiting. God damn it. Um, Teddy is so far over his head. Dog, Teddy is how we was just talking about sissy. Like she just don't know what she really dealing with. Like Teddy is like five Teddy. sissies, nigga. <laughs> five sissies. Hey, yo, <laughs> we fuck around, get canceled for it, <laughs> and don't even, yo, not even for we, it. We only get canceled if we name the episode five sissies. <laughs> <laughs> hey yo, listen, niggas will chop this shit up and be like, yo, that nigga, uh, 
Essentials is five sissies. And they, they be like, this nigga need to be canceled. Let me go ahead and just start my other Instagram, nigga. Because they about to cancel Trinidad and Yo. Oh shit! Free um, everybody who been banned on 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 the socials. Bro. Oh man, y'all see, I'm back with a vengeance on Facebook. By the way, uh, follow me at my government if you don't know my government. You don't listen to the pod enough. Um, but follow me because I'm going crazy on Facebook. But I'm doing it in the safest way possible because I'm not saying the word dog and I'm not typing. I'll shoot this bitch up, nigga. Shout out to uh, Shooter McShooter, nigga. I S T B U facts. Um. Teddy is so far in over his head. He's Teddy's in bad with like five different governments right now, nigga. <laughs> like, like Teddy. Let's just put this in perspective. You're trying to smuggle drugs through Mexico. You got into it with the local authorities, and you sent a hit squad, and the hit squad was actually you and the other Mexican, <laughs> and you murdered. Like 12 people. Cops. Like. You, Literally Tijuana and police officers, bro. Like, fam, you're a mercenary now, my nigga? Bruh. And then you bringing in these fucking drugs from Nicaragua. You bringing them through Mexico. You bringing them to the U.S. You fucking funneling in this shit. You're making $8 million a month or a week. A week. Pardon me. You making $8 million a week. You tell the, because the DEA nigga come, like, his boss comes down like, yo, Teddy, like, we hearing shit getting funky, nigga. <laughs> like, you all right? Like, what's going on, nigga? I need you to write me a real report right now. Let me know what's going on. And Teddy, like, mm, you want me to stop, but that whole $8 million a week that y'all making right now, you won't make that if I get pulled. I so. need that, my nigga. So, yeah, I'm going to need y'all to relax. Because he, dog was basically telling Teddy, like, Nigga, you kind of moving like you got full autonomy out here. And Teddy was like, replace me, nigga. Nigga, find another way to make $8 million a week. Get kind of hard to replace me. Bro, we, we, me and you are not only niggas from the hood, but we also very, like, involved documentarians, right? Like, we watch mm-hmm. a lot of fucking real shit. We learn a lot about what was going on in these streets Franklin back in the a- day. Franklin is the reason Begging a Little Rock was a thing. <laughs> That's what exactly. I thought that when that episode I came on, or that. when they said that. Like, but like, thinking back to all the street niggas and the drug lords that you and I have have read about, have seen documentaries about, have heard about. Like, dog, niggas was really pulling in millions a week, bro. So you know what's interesting, I, and I say this a lot, and sometimes I really think about it, but like on Shop Talk. Mm-hmm. We actually sat down with Freeway Rick. Facts. The person that Franklin is based, is based on. on. Yeah. Like he's sitting across from me like you sitting across yeah. from me. And we had a kind of conversation. Y'all had an amazing conversation with Rick Ross. And like. um, The real Rick Ross. Yeah. Freeway Rick. Yeah. And it's like. Like. All that shit we watching. You did this shit. Yeah. Like real you, life. Like you specifically. Real life. Did this? You like one yeah. of the biggest drug dealers in the history of, yeah. of drugs. You started literally crack. started crack. You started crack. The government gave you crack and you dispensed it. That's nuts, bro. Like there was a there was a, a Avi and there was a I mean there was a Teddy and there was an Avi. Yeah, Avi is the one that ratted you out. Yep, and actually got you fucked up. 
uh, he wasn't an arms dealer. He was a crack dealer. A crack dealer. Uh, cocaine dealer. Yep. But, like, this is, like, a real-life yeah. thing. A real, like, I've seen so many different uh, drug dealers in my lifetime. Unf- yeah. for- fortunately, unfortunately, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Real life. It's like, I know we watch this shit as entertainment. But in the grand scheme of things, all oh, this shit is not entertaining at all. No. Nah, this is the death of us. When you know that this was the death of us, but you also know that, yo, like, men like Freeway Rick. Shout out to Ricky. Um, They were bringing in literally millions a week. Like, Daily. Like, this was not. He was making them over a million dollars a day here in the city. In the city. Forget what I when I when I expanded everywhere else. This was every and then, but even when you go to again, thinking quote locally, when you think about other famed drug dealers, like when niggas think about like Rich Porter and them, fam, they were really making millions per week. Like this was happening in the hood. Imagine a nigga on and not that there wasn't, but imagine a Joy Road nigga like literally just bringing in millions a week and he still lived on Joy Road. Yeah, happened. Happened where I'm from. Hey, six mile of Myers, eight mile of Myers. They was right there. Seven in Sorrento. They was right there. And the the fascinating thing is when we was coming up. Yeah. Uh, though I stayed on Joy Road my whole life, um, for a large period of time we stayed and went to school over at my grandma's house in my grandma's neighborhood right off of Linwood. Yeah. So there was two drug dealers over there, uh, twins mm-hmm. named Big and Little, mm-hmm. and they had a uh, Suzuki trackers and shit back in the day, like that was like the thing. Yeah. But then, as a child, child, I'm talking about before third grade. Yeah. Everybody knew that Big and Little was drug dealers. Yeah. Like everybody Fair. fucking knew. Everybody knew over there. Zone Eight was running shit over there. Yeah. Like for some reason, like we knew when there was going to be a shootout on the playground. Yeah. Because it'd go around school. It was a shootout on the playground at three o'clock today. Niggas heard about it. And we'll come Early. to school the next day and it's bullet holes in the school. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like we used to, the drug dealers used to recruit the kids. We didn't know they was recruiting. Yeah. But like they'll pull up to the, to the, to the playground and throw boxes of chips over the fence and everybody go in there and grab their chips and shit yeah. like that. And you big and little was cool as fuck. Yeah. Now granted, they stayed right down the street from my grandparents crib. Uh, they were kind of cool as fuck, yeah. and they kept the neighborhood. I, mean, I guess as safe as can be. There's mm-hmm. certain shit you didn't do that was yeah. that was kept off limits or whatever. But like, this is around the time where where where, where things got cracking. Mm-hmm. Cause like, so I'm born in '82. This is probably around '87, '88. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this is like right around the same time yeah. where shit is really getting cracking. So I grew up, um, one of the areas I grew up, rather, I moved around a lot when I was young, but um, Curtis and Sorrento, about two blocks away from Curtis Records. And uh, it was a cat who stayed three houses off the corner. Drug nigga. Nigga name was Wolf. We ain't no Wolf real name. Never That nigga name could have been Curtis. I don't fucking know. Nigga name was Wolf. The reason they called him Wolf. Nigga owned real wolves. These weren't huskies in his backyard. They didn't bark. These were real life wolves. It was four of them. When you walk past Wolf Crib and them motherfuckers roamed around his big ass backyard gate, they smelled you. They heard you. They listened to you. They felt you. And them niggas howled middle of the day. Like 
it's funny because as a kid, you know what a dog bark sounds like. <laughs> you don't know what a wolf howl sounds like. And when you hear a nigga who got some illegal fucking animals in his backyard literally howling in the middle of the day, and then you hear that shit at night when you're trying to sleep, it's like, yo, do this nigga wolf really got wolves? Yo, wolf, chill, fam. <laughs> like, how come they can't call you dog? <laughs> like, bro, and where, why? But wolf was the dope nigga on the block, and niggas knew. What you gonna do to him? You wasn't gonna do What's shit. Gonna you literally, fam, I promise you. If you have never heard an actual wolf howl, <laughs> like, this is not a dog, bro. Like, them shits was different. These wasn't Siberian Huskies. No, nigga. These was real-life fucking wolves in the, heart, in the like, middle of the fucking 80s and 90s, bro. They was just on the block, on Sorrento. Yeah, my, uh, well, not an actual wolf. My, my, na- my neighbors across the street had the, the Huskies. Yeah. And that's, yo, even the, the size, right? Huskies, big, burly, furry dog. Like, I know what a Husky is, nigga. <laughs> And not for nothing, the white dude across the street that had the Huskies yeah. got hooked on coke. Started tripping. Hey, he might have bought it from Wolf. Because that nigga Wolf was selling all the coke and all the crack and everything niggas needed. What you needed? PCP, nigga? We was kids. You walk past Wolf House, you was going to get asked a question. Like, yo, y'all <laughs> smoke? When I think about how many white people at some point in my life used to live on my street. Yeah. And when you think about it now, like, yo, these white people used to stay on church, bro. <laughs> like, it was a different. It, it was, was a whole different era, yeah. right? Um. But that's, I don't even know how we got there. How do we get on our, it don't fucking matter, dog. All we know is, Teddy, you did this shit. (laughs) And that's. White supremacy. You're the blame, nigga. White supremacy is the whole fucking issue. I'm like uh, Kenny Burris, nigga, because white supremacy. (laughs) Dog. Um, What else is going on, man? Let's talk about this journalist. So we see a scene, a scene that Jay and I kept getting cut off on, nigga. Shout out to the internet. They was not fucking with us today. It's that weak ass app on his yeah, TV. Yeah, that shit was not fucking with us today on the same scene, though. Like, but the journalist and her little assistant dude, little black dude with the mini fro, they trying to get more info about Franklin and about Teddy. Cause they like, yo, we do. Because you remember the, the cop nigga or the former cop, whatever he was, he told her last week, like, fam, your man Franklin got off. Not only did he fucking kill his best friend, Kevin. It was not his best friend. Yeah, literally, nigga, Leon was my best friend. Fuck out of here. Yo, really? Like, don't you hate when niggas, like, connect you to somebody as your best friend and, like, that's not really your best friend? Like, nigga, nigga. He literally just be with us, nigga. He not gang for real. Like, get the fuck out of here. But the the former cop or whatever cop nigga tell her, like, yo, not only did he get off from fucking shooting Kevin and killing him, but it's a DEA agent who just came up missing out of nowhere. We don't know where the fuck she went. She was here today, gone tomorrow, and I feel like all that shit is connected. And the only other nigga who might maybe have been involved with the shit Teddy, that nigga kind of MIA too, nigga. I don't really know what the fuck is going on, bro. I mean, as a reporter, just getting a regular paycheck, what would possess you to 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 investigate some shit that's getting niggas killed? She deep diving. And what would possess you to investigate some shit that I just told you has literally not only been like, yo, this is off the record. No, nigga, they you can't access this shit nowhere. But her and her assistant, they in the office, they calling everybody, right? They on the phone. She literally getting told, fuck off. 
And she was like, oh, fuck off. Like, can I quote you, nigga? Like, yeah, quote these. Like, they going on because they like, fam, we don't have access to the records you're looking for. And if we did, we ain't giving them to you. So piss the fuck off. But as she trying to dive deep into this shit, she going to fuck around and get killed, dog. Or to our point, because of what happened in real life, she going to be the one that breaks this shit down. But I, I kind of hope they go left and she's the one who gets killed. Like, How long do you think this series is going to last? Oh, that's a great question. Now, one that I actually had written down to ask you last week. I think Snowfall has one more season. Yeah. And and this is, rest in peace to my brother John Singleton. I love that nigga, man. I really miss him. And shout out to all the directors and the producers for keeping the story going the way they are. I think this shit only had one more season, even if John Singleton was alive. I don't, there's not so much more of this story that they could pull off. And you remember a long time ago when Power was really good and we had a conversation like, yo, they can't keep going unless Ghost goes to jail or gets killed. Because it has to happen. Be careful what you wish for. Unfortunately, he went to jail and it was, you know, one of the... And got killed. He went to jail and got killed. And both of the seasons that he went to jail and got killed were two of the worst seasons of the whole fucking show. But that said... There's not so much more that they can do before Franklin. He's already been nearly killed, right? To the point, you remember last season when he got shot, we were asking episode nine, like, yo, what if Franklin died? Because the snowfall and drug trade ain't about one person. Yeah, it's about the whole thing. And again, we know better than anybody, um, they're not completely moving off Freeway Rick's story. It's going to be some, you know, creative differences in there. So I don't think Franklin's story and just the idea of what they're doing can go past one more season. What you think? I don't know, man. Um, What if they spread out? Because they 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 mentioned on this episode was going down in New York, Chicago. And uh, so what if we end up in Detroit and D.C.? Uh, well, they said those areas yeah. are already set up. Yeah, so let's go somewhere else. So, what if they end up in Detroit? They and could. Shit, a, what if they go to Little Rock? Yeah. So Franklin was having a conversation with Unc and with Aunt Louie, and he was basically telling them like, "Yo, shit getting pretty hot for us out here. We got a lot of gang activity. Niggas just trying to kill us. They trying to kill our mans and them. Shit's getting wild, man. We need to expand, and expansion will allow us to continue making the money and doing what we do." And he was like, "Look." New York can't move. It, it just, it, it ain't going to happen. The niggas is already set up out there. D.C., same. Chicago, Italians got it. Can't do nothing without the fucking green light from the Italians. We don't got time for that. So we need to find a little town somewhere that niggas is, you know, they ain't really set up like that. We can go in there, throw a couple rocks around, let niggas get a free taste, and we can take over. Aunt Lou was like, yo, I got a homie out in uh in Little Rock. We go up to Arkansas and get it popping. Go down to the pink. Banging in Little Rock. Oh, no, nah, the pink. Where they was at? In Mississippi? Mississippi but yeah, no, nah, they go got crack in Mississippi. The, in 88? 86? I feel like Mississippi had crack like third. <laughs> like L.A. had it first, then Mississippi had about third. Nigga. Um, But, yeah, they was like, yo, we go up to Little Rock. I got a homegirl up there. We can go up there, set up shop. Figure shit out, get her and her mans to do it, and we good. Unk wasn't feeling that shit. 
So for the last two weeks, I've been saying, yo, peep unk face when they talking, right? Like peep's face during the shootout when they was trying to kill Scully. Peep's face with all the conversations. Unk don't want to do this no more, dog. And he said it finally in this episode, like, yo, I ain't really feeling this Little Rock shit. Like, I really just want to fucking go and run my shop, nigga. I want to do the goddamn auto tunes. Don't nobody want some fucking speakers, my nigga. Fam, t- niggas is get niggas is dead and shit. The fuck else can happen, yo? I don't think much more. Somewhere, mother. Like, I don't know what Unk want to do, but ain't nobody trying to play no motherfucking records and put no goddamn uh uh. Hitachi's in the goddamn car, nigga. Like, calm down, bro. We we on some drug shit still, Unk. But he not make Unk was never this. He was a weed dealer, bro. Yeah. Like it's some it's a reason why some niggas sell weed and some niggas sell crack. Like the difference in the variance between the two is large, bro. And Unk was definitely on the weed end of things. Like this shit right here is over my head. And I feel like he's the only one at least Acknowledging that this is too far over my head, bro. It's above board, and I don't want to do it. It's above me now. But Franklin's like, nigga, Unc, I hear you. That's cool. But we got to do what the fuck we got to do, man. So, Auntie, call your people in Little Rock, nigga. We're going to set this shit up. We about to get paid. Can't blame him. I'm not mad at the expansion, dog, but I... And again, this could just be the show not wanting to go there, but like... I personally, if I'm Franklin, yo, if I know who's doing the movement in, in Chicago, D.C., and New York, and who the players are, I'd rather just go out there and link with them. Y'all already got it, and I get it. Y'all got product. That's cool. But let me give you some better product at a price that's beneficial to you. Let me do that. I'm a hustler. I don't want to necessarily go to fucking Little Rock and give away some free shit so they know I got it. I just want you to know. Yeah, I'm a hustler, baby. That's it. But... He told Aunt, yo, get your shit together. We're going to go out there. We're going to do our thing, and let's figure it out. Little Rock's a wild town, but whatever. We know. We seen banging a Little Rock. We know what happens. Uh, Bill Clinton was the governor. Yeah, no. Bill Clinton was buying crack. Bill Clinton was Ronald Reagan on a on a Little Rock scale, nigga. Like, come on, bro. Um, Leon, still at the hospital with Wanda, dog. He in there, he trying to pay the fucking, like, she got out of surgery. He go up to the nurse. He like, yo, how she doing? Whoop, whoop. The nurse like, you know, she fine. She in recovery right now. She going to need a couple days. Leon like, look, nigga, I'll give you this cash. He pull out a little stack. I'll give you this cash. Why don't y'all keep her here for a while? And the nurse like, nigga, uh. Bro, you think you talking to? Yeah, and, like, I don't handle cash. Like, bro, you can give me this now. You're literally wasting your money because you still got to go to billing, motherfucker. I'm not, I don't do shit with no cash. So Fat Boy tell him, like, yo, let's go to fucking Billing, work this shit out. We could bribe them, whatever, nigga. The reason he want to keep Wanda in there for a few extra days, he wants his crack to get out of her system. And her getting shot in Leon's eyes is the blessing in disguise, yo. Yeah. Like, I can get you off, help you get clean. You go through all your motions because anybody who ever seen a, a addict come off of their addiction you're going to go through some motions, man. And he, he really just wants her to do all of that safely in the hospital. Because if you do that here, when you come out, you'll be clean. And I might fuck around and be able to love you, dog. So they go to Billing. They do that. Leon go up and wind the room. And he basically let her know, like, look, you're going to stay here for a couple days. And Wanda, like, look, well, nigga, why don't you stay Where with Leon me? Leon getting this money from? Leon 
wasn't selling that much dope or anything to have his bread, dog. But apparently, he got some stacks to throw around, man. Um, let's talk about Franklin meeting up with Teddy, bro. He basically asked Teddy, "How much longer are we gonna keep doing this?" Yeah, that was after the conversation yeah, with his yeah. mom about you know we're trying to get you out of this game. We want to, yeah. Um, I want to legitimize you and all that shit. Which is a valid question to ask, Teddy. I think this was before, you know how we always say, like, yo, street niggas, you either end up in dead or in jail. I think this was before niggas knew that you even, you end up dead or in jail. This was like the era where it ended up dead or in jail was created. And um, Franklin asked Teddy straight up, like, how much more, like, do we need, nigga? We bring in $8 million a week, bro. Like, we're getting different types of bread, bro. Like, I don't, I don't think, I know it's kind of, it's fun to joke around and talk about and to play with, nigga, but I don't think niggas realize how much money $8 million a week is. Hell fucking no. Like, I don't, like we don't have a clue. You know how much $8,000 a week is. Literally. 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 We don't fucking know. Like, it's most niggas don't dollars a month. Fam, and niggas are not aware of exactly how much money that is. So, Franklin looking at Teddy like, look, bro. I know what I said. I know what I said I'd be a part of. I know I said I was cool. I know we shook hands on. But, fam, we making a lot of fucking money. And right now, my exposure, my risk exposure is at an all-time high, dog. And having a conversation with my mom got me thinking, what's the end game, bro? Well, how long is this going to go? Because once you don't need me no more, you're going to stop selling me all this fucking drugs. And I'm not about to go. And that then if I go buy drugs from somebody else because I got money, then my product is going to be not the yeah, best. Now I'm getting stepped on work as opposed to what you giving me. You give me a heads up since I definitely kind of work for you so I know when I can bust up. Yep. And Teddy basically just told that nigga what he tells everybody. Don't worry about it. I got it. Teddy arrogance is like next level. What you say? White supremacy, dog. Like Teddy really think that it's no like consequence to any of shit he do. He got to get his shit together, man. Uh, white supremacy proved that there's no consequence for what he's doing. Oh, something we forgot that I wanted to bring up real quick. When Teddy, or I'm sorry, when Franklin was having a conversation with Aunt Louie and Unc about possibly expanding, going to Little Rock, after he told Aunt Louie, yo, call your people in Little Rock, set that up, we're going to figure something out. Send you an unk out there, get him some free samples, nigga. We go back with some full fucking freight. As he was walking out the office, he realized the little chick he'd been fucking, chick who took his who took his virginity, popped his cherry. She the bartender now at Aunt Louie Club. I don't trust her, bro. I don't trust her. I don't know where she came from, and I don't like that she just like she on the inside right now. Like, come on, man. You you up in why you there when they having private meetings at night? The club yeah. ain't open, bro. Club closed like a month. Ain't nobody here. Why you here? Ain't nobody. You're not making anybody a drink. Why you here? I don't trust her, dog. I don't trust her. Something about her, I'm not feeling. Um, another thing that happened, Franklin's security guard quit. He I quit heard. on him. He said, Yo, I quote, war overseas is one thing. But are people killing each other in these streets? A man got to draw a line somewhere. End quote. Nigga pulled a cutty. He pulled a cutty. That line was straight from the wire. Like, I know dog is from the wire, but that line in general. I feel like not only did Cuddy say that shit, I feel like Marlo might have said it. Omar might have said it. Nigga, that's like a wire line, bro. Every man got a code. 
Every man got a fucking code. And he said, a man got to draw the line somewhere. I'm cool with coming from overseas and I was fighting in the military. I'm not cool with going to the hospital in the middle of the night because your ex-best friend's ex-girlfriend got shot up in a fucking drive-by. That ain't my thing, bro. Yeah, I'm seeing niggas die left and right as if we was in the military. Yeah, like, nigga, I already have PTSD from from military operations. I don't need it from my day-to-day street shit. That's just not what I want, bro. Yo, did, did the body alert do anything, though? I don't, I, he ain't, I mean, I know he been around since after Franklin got shot, but I ain't, like, seen him guard Franklin's body. You know? like, my nigga, he was kind of here, bro. Like, you the least working bodyguard I've seen. Like, nobody's fucking with Franklin. The only person who ever tried to fuck with Franklin for real is gone. She had her auntie else. Other than that, ain't nobody fucking with Franklin. We know Scully looking for him, but nigga, Lerp, what you really going to do if Scully come through blasting? Lerp don't want to die. He don't. He really don't. And he told Franklin, yo, like, I can't do this shit. I quit. Franklin's like, look, you can't leave me right now, dog. You just can't. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to double your pay. We're going to go out here. We're going to keep getting this money. And then at a certain point, he's going to call in here. He's going to apologize <laughs> for being a broke-ass, bitch-ass nigga. <laughs> I'm going to let him drop my top. <laughs> go listen to that Ray J uh, Breakfast Club call if y'all don't know. Um, but Franklin just told that nigga, like, yo, I'm going to pay you double. We're going to keep getting this money. And then at a certain point, I don't give a fuck what you told that nigga. I don't give a fuck if you go work for the Peace Corps. I'm going to let you go. But right now, you can't leave. Now, you can't leave. Uh, sorry, sir. That nigga literally wasn't with the smoke. He was like, yeah, that double pay sound good as fuck. But because um, he had already told him, like, I thought the money was worth it. But at a certain point, the same way he said a man got to draw the line somewhere, a man got to have his limits, right? Because I feel like the convo he was having with Franklin, Franklin was trying to have with Teddy. And that's the convo Franklin mama was trying to have with Franklin. Like, fam, at a certain point, we done made enough money. You can't keep convincing me with money, bro. Well, as we get bigger and bigger, like the target on your back, someone's going to kill you. Yeah. And with with the bodyguard, yo, if somebody's trying to kill you, guess who they're going to kill first? Me. I'm in front of you. He probably thought this shit was going to be kind of cushy. Like, oh, I'm yeah. Not, I'm not working too much. I'm working every weekend and tours and. Not tours, but I'm working everywhere. Shit don't work, man. So Franklin told him all that shit, and uh, Bodyguard Dog was like, look, man, I appreciate you, but keep it real. I'm still finna be out, bro. Sorry. Hate to do it to you. Uh, What else? The newspaper lady kept pressing on Franklin's dad. He ain't with the shit. His dad finally fucking went on and told her, dog. Like, look, what'd he say, nigga? Uh, How you know a, a journalist is... Lying, lying, because they keep mouth. running their mouth. You didn't, you didn't came in here moving your goddamn lips. Fuck you won't, fuck you won't. It's your little punk ass. What you call him the other day? Little Orient. <laughs> you were Oriental. Yeah, that shit was funny. Though. That was funny as fuck. I had mad people hit me up like, yo, that nigga Jay really ain't no Oriental. Was racist, bro. When does that come to my lexicon? <laughs> Why the fuck would I be ever talking about? I don't eat Chinese food. Goddamn it. <laughs> <laughs> fuck would I be talking about Orientals? Yo, shit. Man. Alternate name to this episode, no MSG, man. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> we, <laughs> yo, man, follow us on Patreon. <laughs> That's all yo, I, I like. Say. It is uh, 
chicken fried rice at Benny's, nigga. Hey, <laughs> nigga, real life, real life. Fuck Benny's, though, man. I'm tired of fucking uh, Detroit niggas and they garlic butter, man. Y'all niggas will put garlic butter on your mama, bro. Yo, do they sell that shit anywhere, nigga? Nigga, get some garlic and some butter. Nigga, make your no, own No, I want theirs. <laughs> do they sell it? Um, I did just fucking, uh, I actually saw two people post this shit. Now, I don't want to go get it, but I want somebody to get it for me. Apparently, Walmart sells uh, Red Lobster seafood seasoning. And niggas is telling me that shit better than the Old Bay and no, all, the other all shit. that shit. Go get some Shanty J's. Oh, um, Black Aunt. Um, oh, but uh, did she position herself as Black Aunt? <laughs> It's Jamaican. <laughs> oh. Uh, and all those spices come directly from J- Jamaica. Cause Real I, life. I seen the packages because I filmed them. But I seen the packages <laughs> and I seen uh, Double the black spices on. get made because I filmed it. <laughs> uh, Double black on what they know. And um, and at the grand opening, um, I filmed that too. So. <laughs> hey, hey. Um, so after fucking Franklin Daddy tell a little DHA, or I'm sorry, the journalist chick, like, yo, leave me the fuck alone. I know you in here lying. I know you full of shit, and I know you trying to play me, and I'm not with it. She basically back at square one, like, all right, I don't really know what the fuck going on. But then you remember the DEA lady that Teddy killed, her former partner, the old nigga. Yeah, I, um, it's always a dusty nigga that come out the. <laughs> he came out the fucking closet. Like, where was you at, bro? You a you a old pair of Tims that a nigga had two winters ago. Now you in the back of the closet, bro. Tongue all beat up, nigga. Shit don't stand up straight. Like, what do you want? You, a DA agent, can't get this story to go through, but you waiting for a local newspaper person. Exactly. Okay. So he popped back up, and he gave her file after file after file, handed her a whole book of files, and basically told her, look, everything you trying to prove, I got the proof right here. I'm going to sit down with you for an hour and explain it to you. But after that, you never see me in your life. No, but explain it to me. <laughs> no. You, bitch, you fucking him. <laughs> no, it, explain it to me, bitch. <laughs> Type against me. <laughs> what if he said that shit like, no, explain, explain it to, to me, me, bitch. <laughs> But he told her basically like, yo, look, I'm going to give you this file. It got all the information you need. You can go fucking crazy. But I have never met you. So you got to figure out a way to be creative and, you know, figure out a way to tell these niggas how you know what you know. Nigga, I'm going to tell these niggas what I know. Them GTG niggas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but basically he was telling her, I have information to prove that the CIA is funneling drugs into the U.S. Wow. Mind your business, niggas. I know. <laughs> My nigga snitched like majorly. Like he ain't just come with like a yo, I know why Franklin Saint got away with it. That nigga came with the whole damn shebang, nigga. Like, it's over now if she proved what he talking about. Uh, Ultimately, the quote unquote bad guys, the reporters and the people who's trying to get Franklin them are gonna win. One hundred percent. Cause we know. We've we've seen the story play out literally. We know what the fuck is up. Let's talk about that final scene, man. Final scene of the episode. Where we at on time? Uh, in my one fifteen. Oh, okay. We we perfect, man. We rolling to this shit. We got niggas down there two hours earlier, nigga. They cool. It's fucking episode number three. Yo, salute us. I I want y'all to know that as we recording this shit right now at twelve twenty one a.m. I have a seven a.m. meeting with London. 
I don't, I don't, and I'm not trying to uh, hove Armand de Brignac talk y'all right now, dog. I'm not. But I literally have a 7 a.m. call with a lady over in London who's mean as shit, and I don't want to talk to she her. Got an accent? Yes. She, she's Indian Brit. Like, so you don't know what the fuck she She said. a different type <laughs> of evil, dog. And, and I got to talk to her at 7 in the fucking morning because it's like fucking noon over there or some shit, man. It's like 10 a.m. when I call her. So anyway, we doing this for y'all at 1222 now. Um, what y'all want to do now, nigga? Want to be ballers? Shot callers, nigga. Uh, but that final scene in the episode, man. Because I felt like, again, I didn't really know what direction this episode was going on. A lot was happening, but I didn't know what was going on. I watched the preview last week, and I thought something different was going on. Gotcha. I thought it was what did a, you think? I thought it was going to be a group of girls in the car mm. that was driving around. On some distraction shit? No. That shot up... Um, them the first time shot at uh, gotcha, Lee the gotcha. first time and the second time when when he got out the car and was spraying yeah um, but what I think is because I paused on a preview and I guess what I when I paused I saw the dude in the front passenger seat which was in red he had a thing on his head kind of looked feminine I guess maybe but the girl in the back seat we mm. found out was Scully's uh, wife or. Yeah, baby mama, or some shit. So, like, oh, okay, I see. I thought it because I thought it was like a group of girls, like girl hitters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. So, Leon, fat boy, young boy, they basically riding through the hood. So, they hired a private investigator earlier in the episode to find out where do Scully be other than the bottoms? Because Franklin had already told Leon, "Yo, if you really trying to get this nigga." Don't go up in the bottoms on no bullshit, nigga. You ain't you won't make it out of there. The way that shit is set up and where Scully apartment is, it ain't gonna happen, bro. You're gonna go in there and get yourself killed straight up. So even though Leon acted like he ain't hear that nigga, he heard that nigga. Facts. Cause he was like, all right, man, let me get a private investigator, figure out where else Scully be. Cause right now it sounds like I can't just get him at his crib. So he hired the P.I. and the P.I. nigga went out looking for fucking uh, Scully, figuring out what him and his people do, where they be at, what they got going on, what moves they make outside of being in the bottoms. And he realized, yo, they be at this one house over here. I'm guessing that was baby mom crib. Granny. Granny crib. Granny crib. They be over here. So Leon and fat boy and young boy, they camped out in front of granny crib, nigga. He goes in there once it once. With a bag and it comes out without a bag. Without a bag. So, so they pulled up. House. They up in front of the crib. They waiting. Because this is where you wait at, right? He going to come out this bitch and we going to get his ass. And he ain't going to have a bag on him, which mean if he got something on him, it won't be what the three of us got on us, nigga. So when we see after this, they in a the car. Yeah. Waiting. Yep. Snow cone niggas come down the block. Hispanic snow cone, Latin X snow cone nigga walking down the street. He got a little snow cone cart. It's a black man, a white man in the Orient. So hey, <laughs> it's a black man, white man, Chinese man. Yo, if this was a fully Patreon episode, the name of this shit would be a black man, white man in Oriental. Mm -hmm. But it's not, so I won't go there. We are gonna get canceled, nigga. There's more Chinese people than anyone else, and if one of them hears it, they gonna be like, nigga. They gonna TikTok us off the internet. <laughs> now, now I can't go to B and E's. No, no more garlic butter for you. 
shit. Now you're going too far. Now, now you've gone too far, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you've gone too far, though. The Hennessy is taking over, dog. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> scary fucking hours. Shout out to our uh, Asian listeners. <laughs> this is just like when we shout we, out the white listeners. We offended earlier. all white people early today, fam. Nah. We offended white listeners, Asian listeners. Listen, um, we've been finding black people because uh, because I, t- I told y'all to stop making everything about race. Uh, we offended white people. Yeah, uh, we offend women every week. Uh, Facts. We offend the trans community we all the time. The gay community. Uh, the straight community, <laughs> the forex <4X> community. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the forex niggas might kill us for real. Like we might a low key. That might be the real beef, nigga. They won't kill you, but they'll they're hire an assassin <laughs> to teach other assassins how to. I don't know. Huh. So they in the car. They waiting on Scully. We see the uh, Hispanic dude walking down. He got the fucking snow cone cart. Now it's like, okay, is he like the setup for the wet up? I thought that nigga was coming out that cart with the choppers, nigga. I literally <laughs> thought as he was walking, I'm like, yo, they going to look at him or like be like, yo, bring us a snow cone. It's hot in here. Some, and then another car going to pull up on the side and just start busting. I thought what was going to happen, ha- I thought what was going to happen is what happened. Yeah. But I thought it was going to be different. Yeah. Same. So when he crossed over, I think like, oh, they sent them down the street to see if that's really them in the car. Yeah. So once he looked in the car, I saw it was him. Then I crossed Give a little signal. Front, yep. And I stopped. So you couldn't go forward. And then a the car pulled up on the side. I'm like, oh damn, we need to set up. <laughs> but they didn't. That's that wasn't how. how it happened. He was literally just a snow cone, man. He didn't want none of this beef. My nigga was out there to sell snow cones. And while he walked in front of the car and they couldn't pull off nowhere, another car pulled up on the side of them. They, too, couldn't go across the street because Snow Cone Man was walking across the street. So while they're on the side of them waiting on Snow Cone nigga to walk, they look over at Leon and Fatboy and them. Fatboy and them look over at this car and they realize, oh, shit, this is Scully, people. Why the fuck Leon ain't got no gun? Leon ain't had no gun. Well, no, he had a gun. He but pulled, like, didn't he? Well, let me, let me, let me. Why they wasn't ready? Yes. Yeah. Y'all that I don't understand. Mission, and they look over to the side. Oh, that's them right there. And it's all, no. Then look like Leon had to reach no, down he and did. go get a gun. Like, he, fam. Fam. And did you peep? Fat boy had to pull a whole double barrel from the side. Like, none of these niggas were actually holding the fucking guns. Are you holding? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sitting with my seatbelt on and we parked by the neighbor house. Safety is. Fam, we're literally here to kill a nigga as he comes outside. Everybody hands should be on a gun right now. Why the fuck are we just pulling when a car pull up on the side? So when everybody realizes, oh shit, that's the ops, niggas start shooting. Fortunately for Leon and Fatboy, they got the best of the gunfight, right? Young boy died in the front seat. He was in the driver's seat. That's fucked up. Because I actually thought Young Boy had quit on them last week. So it was like, oh, he back. He with them. And then he got killed. So that's fucked up. But after the shootout stops, Leon realizes, okay, we've probably killed most of them in the car. But let me get out the car to go do the fucking double check. Discount double check. Make sure niggas is dead who need to be dead. So we walk up to the car. He realized the driver and somebody in the back is still alive. So we start busting. He pulled the Uzi out, nigga. Get to bust, Got to busting, start shooting up shit, and now it's real. Now it's like, all right, yeah, I didn't kill that body. And then once he emptied the clip on the Uzi, he pulled the boy out. 
and was going to the back seat. Like, yeah, I got it's one more person in the back. Let me pop their ass. But then when he get to that back window, he realized that he didn't kill the kid. That shit tragic. Five year old girl, he didn't shot her to death, and her mama's in the back holding her, screaming, crying. That's tragic. Her mama just so happens to be Scully's girl, just so happens to be Manboy's sister, just so happens to be Simone from All American. Love her in every role. She's my nigga. Really appreciate her. Shout out to them kids on All American. Greatest show on TV, not named Snowfall right now. Um, Leon doesn't kill her. We talked about it at the top of this episode, bro. Would you have shot her? If I knew that that was Scully, baby mama... 100%. Leon stared at her. He stared in fucking amazement, realizing, oh, shit, I killed a child. I did not mean to kill a child. What the fuck? I thought we were shooting at all. Like, thought we was with me shooting I thought this yeah. was adult versus adult. Nigga. I, I didn't realize a child was in the backseat of this car. And to the point of the niggas in front of the car with, uh, with Scully baby mom, when y'all realized that was Leon and them, and you know you got a kid in the back and Scully girl in the back, Maybe you don't say Oh shit that's Leon Nigga grab, grab your gat Yo nigga Maybe y'all niggas Back the fuck up or something I don't drive know, slow Drive slow Or just say like Yeah keep going Like don't stop right here You know what I'm saying Like once you realize Who that is nigga Y'all keep the fuck going But Y'all done got into a shootout Y'all done got Scully Daughter or stepdaughter I don't know if that was his daughter For real Biologically But y'all done got her killed Either way and Leon realized he killed her, and he did not kill the mom. And unfortunately, Whew. you cannot leave mom alive in that situation. Killing a kid? Killing a kid will fuck with you for life, I imagine. You got to turn yourself in, though. You got to go to prison, dog. You you got to G-Dep yourself. Turn yourself in. I don't care how many years later it is. Just turn yourself in because you're going to be tormented. G-Dep in jail right now for killing that man. Come on, man. You got to turn yourself in. I know you hurt. But Leon killed that kid and left her mom alive crying in the back. That's horrible. Bro, she finna tell on you. And she not telling on you to the cops. She is going to her brother and the them. The devil. She is going to her brother and them. She is going to crazy ass man boy who looked like he was in motherfucking devil heaven when he was driving off on the finale of last season after that damn drive-by. And then she going to Scully, her nigga. And Scully can't wait to kill. Scully is a bloodthirsty ass nigga. Leon, you got to shoot her in the head and keep walking, bro. Got to do what you got to do You sometimes. have to, but he did not do that. He left her alive, and God damn it, if you saw the preview for next week's episode, oh, baby, Leon going to need Franklin help now. So what I asked you, you give Leon up? If I'm Frank, so it looked like in the, uh, in the preview for next week, that comes up, right? Like, yo, we should just fucking, who was that, Aunt Lou that said that? Like, yo, we should just fucking tell uh, Man Boy and, and Scully, what well, we know, nigga, and them GTG is, uh, if I'm Franklin, I'm not necessarily giving Leon up, but I'm not protecting him. I'm giving this nigga up. I'm I'm gonna just let y'all know that I'm not over there because y'all everybody know where Leon be at. This nigga ain't be hiding. Like, well, I'm gonna let y'all know I won't be over there if, if y'all go after. The issue is I can stash the beef with Man Boy. Yeah. And, and Scully, Scully yeah. and they also will stop trying to kill us. Yeah, go back to making money. Oh yeah, all well, because a, a nigga yeah. who I've been trying to help all this time keep, won't take my help. Keep shitting on me. He won't grab my hand when I extend it to him. And it's for the greater good. By you giving you this one life, I'm saving countless others. And 
You killed a five year old. I ain't with that shit. So you was out here being reckless. You was out here fucking busting before you think. You was doing all kinds of shit. And now a five year old girl is dead. Her brother, who was trying to kill me, is now trying to kill you. Her boyfriend or husband, who was trying to kill me, is now trying to kill you. So if I can get two niggas off my fucking back, mm, I'll probably get you up. But on the flip side, if I don't have to get up and I could just tell these niggas, yo, if y'all want Leon, y'all know where to find him. Either way, I'm not protecting Leon, dog. Because I, I literally tried to tell you there's a better way to get this nigga. Multiple times. Like, there is a better way to do everything you're doing, nigga. Whether it's trying to sell fucking dope or get back at Scully or get back at Manboy. Like, there is a way to do this shit. And right now, mm, you're doing it wrong. And when I extend that advice to you and you shit on me every time. You did wrong. Hey, the bigger the strong. Got it going on. Come on, man. Relax and take note while I take totes of the marijuana smoke. So look, man. Y'all let us know what y'all thought about the episode. I thought this was actually a great episode. What you giving this episode, Rare? Uh, I give it some. Um, I give it some woods. I get this a pair of woods, maybe even a, a a woods and a half right now, man. I, I really enjoyed this episode, and again, it started and ended on fire. And I said that uh, after last week, plus with my energy level, because I'm tired of shit. I needed this episode to be explosive. Yeah. And and it was definitely that. So great episode, man. Can't wait to get y'all's feedback. Can't wait to hear what y'all thought about the episode. Let us know what y'all thought about the pod as well. Hit us up on all the socials at This Week in Culture. Hit us in the Gmail at This Week in Culture Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on everything. Fuck with us on everything. Until next week, I am your host, Antwood. That's your host, Jay Johnson. Mr. Three Podcast a Week. We are out. Episode 152. Peace.